Hi, I'm Alice Lai. Hi, I'm Molly Curran. And this is Story Guts. Where we explore what the stories we tell, tell about us. Yeah. Hey, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> um, so, today, I will tell you what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> but first, I'm going to tell you what date it is. It is, as we're recording this, October 14th, which... Yesterday was Friday, October 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it would have really worked better if we record on October 13th. But we didn't. Because, well, partially because I went to this really bad play last night, but also because we went to the animal shelter, the Humane Society, and we adopted a cat. Um, yeah. our, uh, our house did. There are four of us in the house. Mm-hmm. So we're doing, the, we're like the, it's, He's very cute. We went through like 40 different names. And I think the owner, Becky, settled on Felix, though we heard some good ones, Mephistopheles, but ruled that one out because you don't know how to like shorten it. Like Mephi, yeah. mm, not great. Toffles, also not a name. I was a big fan of Hades. Hades was pretty good just for the Hades Town reference. Yeah, I just sing Hades Town at him all the time. Yeah. I mean, Molly did bring up that uh, extremely important part of. Like, owning an animal is, like, knowing how you sing to the animal. Like, she used to have a dog named Mickey, which was great, because you could... Hey, Mickey, you're so fun, you're so fun, you blow my mind. Yeah, all the time. Every day. All the time. He probably hated it. <laughs> I mean, he probably... He probably as a it dog, was crazy. <laughs> as a dog, I don't think you, you're just, like, moderately bemused yeah. at, you know. Um, so, and, so we got a black cat. Yeah, so that's the other thing. He's a black cat. He's a totally black cat. Um, he's so beautiful. Doesn't show up well in photos. It's just sort of a blob with eyes. We're working on it. We're working on it. How are we going to work on that, though? Well, some of it's just lighting. Okay, fair. Yeah. He's currently, like, uh, in his adjustment period, so we're keeping him in one room, and it's not a room with great lighting. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll put a picture of him on our Twitter, though. Um, <laughs> at Story Guts Cast. Um, but yeah, so we've we've now got a black cat that we acquired on... October 13th, uh, Friday the 13th, and um, it's like a, a witch's familiar. Yeah, I would say so. Right? So, um, with that very long, drawn out, and not very good segue. Hey, no put-downs. Okay, put-ups. Here's a great, great topic that we're talking about today. Witches. Or Viviches, if you like the movie. Is Cardcaptor Sakura, is she a witch? I don't know. Or I don't she know a, anything she is about a card captor. I don't know anything about that. Okay. Not an anime. No, I am an. I, I just don't know that. Look, okay, if we ask Becky, would she say that Sakura, the card captor, comma card captor, is a witch or not? I don't know. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll table that. You know. I can't even picture what that's about. Like I don't know anything. It's about, about it. Ca- she captures cards. Right. Like the card. Okay. Okay. We don't okay. have to get into it. Okay. Um, but. Right, we're talking about witches just because it's October and... Because it's October, 
because Halloween's coming up, because the it was just of... Friday the 13th, because we have a black cat familiar. You got pumpkins, you have gourds, you've got fall autumn leaves, and you got cauldrons. Just yeah. all, the, all the classic oh. witchy stuff. Couple and... skulls. What? I said a couple skulls. Oh, skulls. Okay, skulls. I said like classical. No, sorry. And then I didn't. No, it's... Um, yeah, so we're talking about witches, and there's a lot of, unsurprisingly, there's, like, a lot of witch stuff, and I think specific, and, like, especially, like, witches as, like, like, female magic users, I think there's, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting things bound up in the concept of a witch. Like, a witch isn't usually just, you don't usually just come up with oh, a woman who uses magic, usually there's aspects of um, ostracization, of maybe even, like, of ugliness, of, like, dealings with the devil, of uh, dancing naked in the forest with Satan. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, it's like, and it's interesting, like, or, like, the prototypical witch is a pointy hat, big nose with a wart, and, like, green, like, Linda from... No, Glinda was the good witch. Like the wicked witch of the West. The wicked does she have a name? She does in the show oh, in El, wicked. El Baba. <laughs> Alphaba. Alphaba. Oh, okay. Um, um but in but that humanizes her. In the original, right, she's just this like cackly witch. Cackling witch with a big nose and a wart and she's green. Yeah, and like long black fingernails. She flies on a broom and has I don't know why I'm describing this to you. Everyone's seen that movie, but... The movie, The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so so it's interesting to take a look at that trope and sort of like, as you grow up, you kind of see witches coming up as like the cool witch, Sabrina the teen witch, with her like magical fidget spinners. Her magical animatronic cat. <laughs> right. Was it animatronic? It guess... was sometimes animatronic, sometimes a puppet, and sometimes a real cat. That's great. I it's think it's slightly it's just... horrifying if you pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> um, nowadays. Okay. But um, yeah, no. I mean, I think there there have been all kinds of types of witches, right? But you are right that they're almost overwhelmingly female. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I can even think, God, there's this Scooby Doo movie. Um, and I don't remember what it's called, but it's um, one of the animated ones. And there's this, like, trio of, like, rockers. They're, like, these girl rockers, but they're also witches called the, like, Hex Girls. And that was a very formative, um, like, Do they witch. ride their guitars like broomsticks? I don't know. Seems, I like, obvious, That right? would be awesome. Like, that's obvious. Anyway, look up the Hex Girls. Because I feel like that was, I can't, I have not seen this in forever. But okay. in my head, the Hex Girls were awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think like growing up, we've seen a lot of different like iterations of the witch. And you get good witches, you get bad witches, mm -hmm. you get sexy witches. A lot of sexy witches. A lot of sexy witches. I mean, I think, and I think it's, you know, and it all stems back like, when you're the first time you think about like you learn hear about witches i think part of it is like wizard of oz like wicked i will eat your children or like hocus and, pocus or hocus pocus right where you've got the the sanderson sisters who are all hanged for like murdering children mm -hmm. and then they come back and are trying to murder more children but it's a delightful disney comedy <laughs> yeah hocus pocus is is uh um, the best another movie with the black heart, cat heartwarming halloween movie 
if you're sick of watching The Nightmare Before Christmas, because your friends are like, let's watch this every Halloween and every Christmas, and they just won't stop bringing it up, watch Hocus Pocus. Uh, and and I was going to say, also, like, the Salem Witch Trials, right? Like, though you sort oh, of, yeah. it's interesting, like, you, you hit those two kind of landmarks fairly early in, like, you know, in elementary school, you mm-hmm. have, like, you go over the Salem Witch Trials, yeah. like, perfunctorily. And it's it's funny just because, like, Every single time the Salem Witch Trials is taught, like they, em- like you know, my teachers emphasized how, it was, well, I mean, unsurprisingly, that there were false accusations, and like the you know the girls doing the accusing made it up, or like this this mass hysteria of, of born out of desire to like punish witches and those who associate with witches, um, but we also have this vision of witches as like. If not evil, but like I mean, the, the evil witches, or at the very least, the uncomfortable witches. Like they're not, they don't fit in with society. They're like kind of out. They're like the cool outcasts, cool goth outcasts. Yeah, I mean, I think like there's certainly um, enough evidence evidence to say like historically, witches and midwives have been frequently conflated. Mm-hmm. Witches and female healers have been conflated. The the sort of more that we've moved. Um, towards stigmatizing women in those positions, not right now, but, like, historically. Um, And instead we're like, no, go to a barber surgeon. That seems like a great idea. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, the more those positions became seen as um, witchy, Mm -hmm. like, uh, taboo. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Dangerous. Yeah, no, I think think it's, it's absolutely, like, what we see as the... The supersti- like, you know, superstitious modern split, the, you know, holistic. And it's, and I think looking at how, which has been kind of like, quote unquote, reclaimed or like mm-hmm. looking at the pagan movements or, and so on. Looking at how like we're still leaning into the natural aspects of it, I guess. Or like yeah. the, 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 you know, the way it works with the world. I think... This kind of reminds me of Discworld, where I think it's pretty interesting that um, in Discworld there's like witches and wizards, and like witches are basically all women and wizards are all men. <laughs> and there's kind of like a there's a book that sort of like talks about it, where like this kind of comes up as in like what is the difference between a witch and a wizard? And a lot of people are like, well, one of, like it's the pointy hats as kind of a joke. But uh, Terry Pratchett's like you know a witch kind of frequently doesn't use magic it's just sort of like the like as as part of a town a witch like solves like is acts as like a town therapist psychologist healer and like so on but like tries to avoid using magic until mm-hmm. unless necessary like it, it's she works with the natural world whereas wizards are all about um using magic to affect change in the world um usually for selfish means but it's sort of like um like fixing the problem versus like resolving the problem, um, even though it's it. I mean, that's really interesting, but it's also interesting that it's sort of essentialized along gender lines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think um, there is like, and I think he does work through that. Like, there mm-hmm. is there is like the equal rights, which is you know the the pun um, about I think a male a male witch mm-hmm. and like maybe a, maybe there's a female wizard at some point, but I think I know that there's a male witch. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of like, this is 
this is the philosophy is of a way it's like it's philosophy not necessarily gender but um he does say like gender is a big mm-hmm. thing and like sexism in the university of unseen academical uh, unseen academy i believe is they're like you know we don't accept women just because you know we don't like mm-hmm. only men can become wizards mm-hmm. and that's not and that's just how it goes um i think for witches it's sort of like men just don't like most of the time men just don't find the appeal in it they don't like get why a witch that like being a witch a person who doesn't use magic who fixes problems in the community while also being used as a scapegoat for the community would be a fulfilling job so yeah i would have some questions about that too <laughs> yeah okay sure i mean it, i think it, i like the books a lot i'm a huge Discworld fan um and they do kind of go into this like what's the point of like putting all your heart into it for like very little back like what what's like where's the line between like just sacrificing yourself for ungrateful people (laughs) and um being like a part of the community yeah no i think that's really really interesting um i mean like compared to something like harry potter right where Mm -hmm. the only difference between a witch and a wizard is that witches are women and wizards it's like a wizards are men it's like a just a terminology difference there's no Mm -hmm. um you know any kind of ideological difference (laughs) between the two um i I think it might be the only one where there's like a they're like different jobs basically i mean i think you're right but i will say if you say the word witch and you say the word wizard i picture different things that's true yeah yeah and i think I i think it's interesting yeah like he's definitely like taking those stereotypes and like creating like pulling a body out of the hat so to speak mm-hmm. yeah i don't know what to say. just just pick a topic okay so if i'm thinking about like witches and sort of like my um exposure to the concept of witches in addition to hocus pocus and sabrina the teenage witch one of my deep deep witch roots is charmed <laughs> Which was, did you ever see Charm? I feel like I saw an episode, but I got, I really just mixed it up with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. All these teen witches. They weren't teens, huh. to begin with. Sabrina the Teenage Witch? No, the Charmed Witches. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, come on. So on Charmed, it's about three sisters who find out they're witches. They each, in that world, like, they can do magic together that does different things, but they each have, like, specialized powers. And that's their main thing that they do. So one of them, like, has premonitions, one of them freezes time, and one of them has um, telekinesis. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's basically, it's just, it works a lot with a lot of um, witch sort of mythos about, like, the number three and... um, and covens and familiars. These things all sort of come into it. But it's just this, like wild show that just deteriorates and gets crazier and crazier and they start having like leprechauns and stuff (laughs) um but like i feel like that was sort of a foundational idea of what like good witches are to me Mm -hmm. um before before harry potter i guess before the um the idea of sort of like the the witch academy or like witch school became a thing i thought about Mm -hmm. but rather these ideas of of like the the homemade covens, the the um, familial relationship, mm, mm-hmm. um, which I think was yeah, that was like pretty formative for me in that in that way, which I think is more of a traditional witch 
look, I think we've kind of moved toward the witch, uh, witch school thing. Uh-huh, I mean, I yeah. can name, I mean, okay, so we got Harry Potter, but we've also got um, that anime, Little Witch Academia, mm. which is about a, which, which is about a, a little girl who goes to witch school and she oh. sucks at magic, but then she also has deep wells of hidden power. And then there's also one, a TV show called The Worst Witch, which is about, it's almost the same plot, actually. It's a little girl goes to witch school, but she sucks at magic. Um, um, there's All the Birds in the Sky, which there's like, which as a book, I actually didn't like very much, but there is, there's also like a witch school. Like yeah. she goes to, um, yeah, like a, a place with, to teach her magic. Right. And so I think mm-hmm. that's kind of been the, the trend, the... Um the magic school sort of just seems to be the narrative trend lately and the more mm-hmm. um like homegrown which which circle coven idea feels a little out of date but then again there's like the raven cycle where um i don't know exactly what you'd call the rowan no well no um the Who? no no the her mom her mom's Nutella. <laughs> Nutella? I can't remember. What are you Ella? talking Ella? about? Ella? Okay. Mora. Mora. Um, Kala. Kala. And Persephone. Okay, there you go. Are the three witches mm-hmm. who, um, the main, one of the main characters of the Raven Cycle, Blue, she, she all of her family, I guess they say they're psychics more than witches. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're definitely very but witchy. But they're very witchy. They, um, I mean, they basically are sort of an informal coven. Mm-hmm. They, um, they do tarot. They, they sort of psychically feel things out, but they also just kind of like know things. They do scrying. Um, and they're all very female, but one of the main uh, sort of relationships that forms is one of the uh older witches teaching one of the uh teenage boys um from the series adam sort of how to do magic how to control magic Mm -hmm. um which is like a really essential moment and or relationship in the story yeah i I mean i think it's it's really interesting to me to see the rise of for a lack of a better term formalized magic like you're like um taking basically taking like a lot of things we've learned about physics like the conservation of energy and stuff and applying it to magic or like the video game-esque like mp meter your mm-hmm. magic points um and and a way and like both yeah both like a reservoir of magic as well as a formalized system like this is how you do magic versus looking at the wilder tales or like um, Mr. Strange and Dr. Norrell. Jonathan Strange and Jonathan Mr. Norrell. Strange, yeah. Um, where it was just sort of like, you just did things and it didn't really, it didn't really matter. Like you just decided to do actually, them. Actually in Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, that, it's not quite like that. Okay. Um, it's actually a little more formalized. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, one of them is Jonathan Strange is very formalized. Yeah. Mr. Norrell. Mr. Norrell. formalized. <laughs> Um, I mean, that's what, that's a lot of what it's about, but Mm -hmm. actually that's a really good point because that is a lot of what that book is about, sort of like the ossification of magic in these, um, sort of academic, uh, contexts Mm -hmm. and then sort of the, the wild natural magic, whatever that might Mm -hmm. be. Like you have, um, like we, we watch Harry Potter, the, the first Harry Potter movie and there's like, you know, was that the, the make the feather float, switch and flick. 
Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> okay, I forgot. Like, Leviosa, to... not Leviosa. Right, yeah, you have to you have to pronounce it right, you have to do it right. Um, I versus... Mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that Harry Potter is, like, the, the most formalized system. Oh, yeah, definitely Because J.K. Not. Rowling is just, like... Yeah, she wings it. Winging it, but yes, there there is like a, a. It's not just like feel things and then magic explodes out of you. Except when you're a little kid, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, you were saying. No, no. I mean, I think I think. Uh, I mean, just sort of thinking about sort of we're thinking about magic, I guess, and just sort of um, like with computers or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just this idea, like you. It's like programming in a sense, like, or you have like a set of inputs, you have a set of outputs, mm-hmm. you follow the inputs, you get the outputs. Like, yeah. it's 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 recipes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's it's, a good term. Um, it, it's spell books. It's things you memorize. It's skills. Um, that you you are drilled into, like in a, in a class. Mm-hmm. Um, although saying it's like coding is really interesting because I I feel like. There has been, and I can't think of any examples right now, which is very annoying to me. But I feel like there has been, and there probably will be more of this idea of like um, the merging of technology and magic, mm-hmm. um, and like the the techno witch, the cyber witch. Yeah, everyone loves cyber right? witches. That's like got to be a thing, like a major thing. I'm sure it is. Um, I can't think of any. I can't. But... <laughs> I mean, I can't think of any. I know there's like there's a background character in a webcomic I read that's like a gun witch. And okay. she's like a combination sharpshooter witch, and she like surfs on a gun like a broomstick, and it's all very cool. Um, but <laughs> but that's not quite what you're describing here. That, that isn't, but that's all right. I mean, it's interesting. Um, and I lost my train of thought. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the the way that we understand magic now. Um, I think, I, I don't know, I, yeah, I feel like we demand more and more sort of... Rigor. Rigor, yeah, we de- demand there to be, like, fully... Um, like, established limits, established, like... And it's and it's just so um, funny to me how it's sort of like we're taking stuff like circles of salt mm-hmm. um, and so on, just sort of like we're establishing, like, we're saying, like, okay, like, a circle of salt, like, it's always going to be foolproof. We're, we're sort of trying to extract... I'm just sort of thinking about like series like Daniel Faust or something where they're taking like folklore and like sort of encoding it in like this pseudoscientific way. Um, which which is... I don't know how to say it. Which is in, like considering the origins of it, considering like um, dealing with the devil, considering like the, the terrifying looseness of it... Um, Kind of like versus like, oh, you know, she's already cursed two people, so she'll have to wait for three days before she has enough juice to curse another one. Um, it's a little D&D too, right? Yeah, it is very D&D. Like you only have so many spell slots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like you only have so much mana before you have to rest up. Um, yeah, I mean, and it is, it's a far cry from, I mean, it's a far cry from, say, like Macbeth and your your witches at the beginning that are... These wild women who see things that they shouldn't see and caught wreak havoc by telling Macbeth this thing that they, you know, shouldn't have told him or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it's it's a far cry from sort of the 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 fear of the midwife, the fear of the 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 village woman, the weird woman, um, and instead you you get yeah, I think exactly what you're like, saying. And and it, I'm just trying to like decide. I mean, you know, is this are we like sort of caging definition of witch 
um, in order to, or is it just, it's just like natural, it's just like natural storytelling stuff. Like we just want, like people love a system they understand versus like, or, you know, it's like, you're just like, oh, I, it's an author saying I won't have a Duke, Duke's Ex Machina mm -hmm. because she's a witch. Like I've set these like things. So like when the odds look appropriately bad, you know, she can't just be like abracadabra. Right. I mean, I think, I think it is that, but I think it also points back to this thing that I think we've talked about a few times before, which is like, as, as I, our, our brains or whatever, as we, as a society or in the world, like think in more, um, I don't want to say logical, like pathological ways, or like we think in more, like, quanti um, like quantified, like yeah, like we just we like discreet. It, we like want explanations for everything. You know, I think we mm -hmm. expect um, uh, everything to make sense. So I'm thinking of like when we talked about zombies, which we haven't done a zombie episode yet, but we had a little zombie digression at one point. Yeah, yeah. Where we talked about um, you know the, the pathologizing, path pathologizing, explaining zombies as some sort of thing that makes it like quote unquote realistic, um, and there are a whole lot of reasons for that, but. I think part of it is is we, we do have this tendency of we're like if we want to believe in something the suspension the requirements for the suspension of disbelief just continue to mount mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I feel like things have to become so logical and we can't see any holes in it um, for us to be really satisfied <laughs> I well, think it's not me but right, some right. people I, mean, I think it's interesting um, taking that and looking at you know, wiki, fandom wikis or something, or like the, the idea that um, a story is a shadow from which you can infer the object. Like you can, and this, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I think it's, it's really interesting you say that as well as earlier, you're talking about like technology and magic and how um, magic works. Like, you know, you're seeing people merging technology and magic and, Sort of having me think about uh, historically, like people describe how brains work in the most advanced versions of technology they had at the time, like gears and steam machines or calculating engines, uh, and thinking about how fantasy is similarly driven by um, the technology we have at the time. Like what we think is possible drives what we know is impossible, uh, and. Right now, it's a lot of, I mean, right now, a lot of it, what I think of is like classical, classical magic, the taste you can trust, which is just fireballs and levitation um, and curses and hexes. I'm not sure where I'm going with this. I don't know either. But I think, I think you're, you're hitting onto something, which is that I think there is also a difference here in, in generic conventions, right? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of what we've been talking about is definitely true for more um like urban fantasy type things yeah. or mm -hmm. like more um more things where we're supposed to really like buy into the world as something that is plausible whereas i think like more in high fantasy type things um we just are sort of supposed to accept that it's all right okay. it's all it's all fantasy so there's a less of a i mean i think there's probably you know some workings but like when there's magic in Game of Thrones, I'm not like, okay, 
but how does that work? I mean, there, there are like years long seasons. It doesn't make any sense. Like it doesn't make any goddamn sense for a lot of reasons, but. You know what, I, th I think I saw something where it's like, we've reconstructed a planet, like, you know, an orbit that would explain the seasons in Game of Thrones. I'm like, it doesn't need to be explained. There's, yeah, not, there's not. It's, it's, it's not gonna be explained. Yeah. Um, I think like so. I've actually have haven't read any of um Brandon Sanderson's like Stormborn trilogy, though I've heard a lot of people really like them. Um, and it's funny you say that just because it is a high fantasy series, and like the the complaints I've heard from people who've read it, and the reason that actually people like it at the same time is apparently it reads like a rule book for a fantasy game. Like mm. it's just basically like they're saying like these are the system of magic, and these are ways like those rules can be extended, and here's how. You know, those rules can be further extended as you level up or get more energy and like here's how they can be whatever. I don't know. I haven't read them because this that sounds, sounds incredibly boring. Super boring. <laughs> um, but I understand the <laughs> I understand the draw. Um and and yeah, I like this this formalized, systematic kind of sense of magic. I don't know, I haven't seen The Magicians or whatever. Yeah, or um, I haven't read or seen. Right, versus kind of what we've seen of, yeah, like just what we think of as the witch and like necessarily the witch as existing apart from wizards. Like, um, and I sort of, uh, I sort of want to loop back kind of to the Vivich, which everyone calls the witch, the horror movie. Um, it's with, from like two or three years ago? Yeah. Yeah, not not too long ago actually. Yeah. Um, which is like this very this story set in like puritan puritanical America about a family that's cast out because they suspect one of the members of the family is a witch, um, and like one of the opening scenes is a child is kidnapped and you know the family doesn't know what happens to it, but you find out that a witch took the child, turned it into guacamole and slathered the child all over her body. Presumably, you say young forever, but, you know, you never know with witches. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's... Well, yeah, it's it's pretty terrifying, terrible. Um, and, you know, and this is, like, the class... This is the classic witch. This is the <laughs> dealing with the devil, sort of, like, plague upon the crops, dancing nude in the in the forest witches. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just funny how far we've come from that like very specific mm -hmm. definition like a, a woman who's trafficking with the devil for malicious purposes yeah i mean i think it's it's it is related to this um evolving understanding or not understanding but like imagining of what magic can be um i think i guess i'm thinking like as we're thinking about different like magic systems like the way that um, what I would say, books that do not have really, um, or, or properties that do not have really, uh, rigid structures, but are still thinking about, like, unique magic systems. So, like, I, I may have talked about this book before. It's the, um... Discovery of Witches. No, not that one. It's the uh, Rainbow Rolls oh, Carry On, carry on. The, the fake dreary fanfiction book. Um where the the magic is based on common phrases um mm -hmm. yeah. and so like the power comes from like the more uh sort of catchy cliche. phrases or cliche phrases the more sort of known uh, uh phrases and then that that is a spell um 
which is an interesting concept. I mean, it was basically just used for a call me maybe joke, but <laughs> it uh, it's conceptually interesting. Or like um, in How's Moving Castle, there's not any sort of real... Um, define limits. Define limits or define explanations of how magic works, but... Um, you know, Hal is a wizard who does all kinds of random spells and just has a lot of power. There's the Witch of the Waste who, similarly, um, I guess, spoiler alert, they both have... Well, no, it's not really spoiler. They both have demons. That mm -hmm. helps. Um, but but the then main... Sophie, the main character, she um, talks to things, like objects, and just sort of says things to them and her power is like in her words. And mm -hmm. it like becomes clear as the as the book goes on that like when she says things to like a hat being like oh um this is such a handsome hat you're gonna you know uh really attract a great man for whoever wears you to get married to and then that happens mm -hmm. um and so like that's a kind of magic and all these kinds of magic just sort of like exist and yeah. there's not any real like attempt to delineate it but i think there are thoughts about um maybe more um less like sort of quote-unquote scientific and more like ideological thoughts about like what mm -hmm. what is magical or like what is powerful. what is magical i think i like yeah and i think um we can sort of not limit ourselves to witches but like i i like this idea of like what is magical just because we have you know the adjective like oh that was a magical experience mm -hmm. um and and the idea here that sophie's talking to things or like imbuing them um this like gentler form of persuasion of of wanting of wishing mm -hmm. um versus something more hard-edged like you know turning yourself into a bird or something right um i mean and it's and it's i mean i guess it's also a very literary thing to do to be like look at the magic in her words like mm -hmm. language <laughs> itself has power right yeah um but yeah there, there's something very um subtle about sophie's magic that doesn't exist for um like howl for instance um, <laughs> right. i mean to the point that sophie doesn't realize she's doing magic for a long time most of, most, most of, the, of book. the book yeah right <laughs> um yeah i don't know no i mean i was i think that was interesting you were talking about computers and i think um there was a game i played the persona no shimigami tensei series well basically basically they have demon summoning apps on their phones that's that's kind of like the the crux of it um that's pretty cool yeah i mean it's, it's pretty neat it's it's like it's sort of like pokemon slash uh you like you you make packs with demons you you summon them from your phones you combine them to create more powerful demons um you don't really see a magical social social messaging platform though in these books well, I mean, you don't see a lot of social... magical Snapchat, magical Instagram. Well, I don't know. Would you call owling? No. <laughs> magical. Have a. Have it's a, male. How about sticking your face in fire? That's that's like bad video chat. Like <laughs> it's like extremely bad video chat. Why are you using oh, wait, a fireplace? Wait. How about those mirrors? The the mirrors. But they're the like two mirrors. I, I except like, they never fucking use them. Right. It's like a walkie-talkie, but doesn't. But like everything Wizard World that like it's like a fireplace. You don't have like head level fireplaces. Like they're like, oh, we have this magic dust that lets us talk between fireplaces. Let's have a fireplace at head level or at like, chest level, so you don't have to like kneel on the ground nope, and like stick our heads into a fire grate. Shove your face in. Right. Or like we have 
like a fireplace. Tra- Why is everything fireplace related? That fireplace transportation network. Well, it's the same thing. It's flu. Oh yeah, they're both. They're both using flu. Okay, sure. I guess. I guess maybe there's this, this one really smart ass witch or wizard who was like, "I'm just gonna really like." They haven't invented toilets yet. Otherwise, they'd probably be like sticking their head in a, <laughs> giving themselves a wedgie or or a swirly or something and talking that way. Um, I really lost my yeah. train of thought here. Yeah. Weirdly, I feel like, okay, I shouldn't say this because I don't really remember if this is true, but I feel like on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, there was some sort of, I mean, it wasn't like uh, Facebook, Facebook didn't exist then, but like there was like a, a witch instant conversation thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It was I mean, like... I, I believe, okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, I believe, I mean, I think part of it is just because people are still very gun shy about writing about social media social what's the term again i I forgot is it social media social networking social networks yeah social okay social networking like technologies in fiction and like much less trying to do like magical snapchat would be hilarious but also probably identical to snapchat except you can like send smells and feelings or something yeah i mean it's it's interesting because people obviously think this is uh cool idea there's a whole subgenre of um like fan art and stuff right devoted Mm -hmm. to like harry potter's instagram harry potter's snapchats um or what have you any fandom um but magical snapchats that's weird we never really got into like the sentience of magical paintings in harry potter yeah, that's because I can't. It's it's horrifying. It's existentially horrifying to right. me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you're right. A a magical Snapchat. It like is alive and then it just gets killed. Gets killed after three seconds. Uh, um, yeah. Animated homunculus. Uh, sorry. And also, sorry. Earlier when we were talking about witchers, I find, I remember that there's a series called The Witcher. Or I I said that, but there's a series called The Witcher. Which I'm not positive, but I believe that's like the game's term for a male witch. Oh. Or maybe it's someone who hunts witches? I don't know, but I have heard of it. I think I assumed it was the latter. But A person who hunts witches. Yeah. But I think that's just because that, it sounds more like that. Yeah. Witcher. I mean, a witcher sounds... Like a mouser, you know? Yeah, yeah. That... I don't know. I mean... I could look it up, but whatever. But whatever. You don't need to know things. <laughs> I've never played it. I know that it spawned a very popular card game called Gwent. That's all I know. Oh. But like, big cauldrons, magic. Are you just saying I'm words saying now? words, trying to... <laughs> Trigger something? Trigger something. Um... Um, I mean, well, if we're going back to, if we think more about the, the sort of allegorical witch or whatever you want to call it the traditional old school witch i think a really interesting example of that is from into the woods mm-hmm. you've seen into the woods yeah. mm-hmm. um so into the woods it's a musical um there is a movie adaptation of it it's not particularly good and it kind of like fucks up a lot of important parts of the plot but it exists if you need to see it. Um, I would recommend seeing any local production of it. I've seen it like probably four or five times and every production I see of it is like really fun. Um, 
but it deals with all these different fairy tales. I guess we haven't talked about fairy tales at all. Oh, yeah. So, fairy tales. Yeah, we actually um, really dropped the ball on that yeah. one, which is our huge, yeah. So, fairy tales, um, and one of the, the sort of main characters, sort of the big starring role, the Bernadette Peters role in the uh, Broadway musical, the Meryl Streep role in the movie, um, is the witch who is... Um, kind of puts everything into motion and has all of this very um, sage advice, but is also not evil exactly, but not good. Um, and sort of there, later there's this lesson of like, like witches can be right, even if they're kind Witch. of bad people, even if they're <laughs> witches. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's one of my favorite uh, sort of like witch property it's just one of my favorite things in terms of thinking through fairy tales right and i think one of the things it does is it sort of places the witch at the center of all the fairy like all the fairy tales involving a witch has the same witch right is that right so we're talking about um so it's 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 the it's rapunzel's witch um um, is there sleeping beauty in it um there is but not that's not the same Mm -hmm. um but then it's also the witch who like instigates um the like a, a um a quest to get all these like magical items um and and basically like the witch is the one who who manages all these different things that are happening there are multiple fairy tale threads that are like being woven together and the witch is kind of the linchpin for why that's all happening mm-hmm. um not exactly but in large part and we're seeing like witch as also part yeah part oracle as well and thinking about like the Oracle of Delphi, hmm. like the as as sort of like the template for witches. Like we, we sorry, go, no, keep, go. keep going. No, uh, you keep going. No, I mean, was... I, I mean, no. I I I think part of it was I'm just thinking about all the things we associate with witchery mm-hmm. and like just like cool witches, evil witches, um, and like the like all the different ways that. All these different properties inform it, like the persecution associated with Salem witch trials, um, the connection to nature. Uh, we think about like the folk, like old folk remedies, old wives' tales, um, future telling, like being wise but also unhelpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a big part of it, mm-hmm. um, and like the roles that they that this also play. Like they're frequently fortune tellers in fairy tales, except like they're just sort of like Cassandras, like they. They're like, you don't want to do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this instrument of destruction to you. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, we're thinking about Sleeping Beauty, right? She's like, I'm gonna foretell. I'm gonna lay a cur- like that one's not really, but it's like I'm gonna lay a curse upon you. Yeah, she lays the curse. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, I guess there's no avoiding it. Is the yeah, yeah, the the thing that happens. Um, yeah, I, I think it's also, um, I mean. In in fairy tales, witches are usually villains. If they're not a witch, they're a fairy godmother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's a an okay magical uh, possibility. But the 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 um, witch is evil. The witch is evil. Hansel um, and Gretel. Right, eats children. Like, mm. um, but. For some reason, what you were saying about this idea of sort of the witch as the uh, the one who gives unhelpful sage advice made me think of Game of Thrones, actually. <laughs> um, the books. 
which I guess it's not called the Game of Thrones, it's called the Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, come on. But um, I don't know. I don't know how much you recall of these books because it's been a while. But um, when there is sort of like witch witch type activity, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it comes from uh, uh, women who foretell like terrible things happening. Mm -hmm. Um, There's the witch who tells Cersei her, um, you know, her prophecy of. You know, queen, you shall be until there comes another younger and more beautiful to take all you hold dear, and yeah. all your children are gonna die. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and then there's another one who also has terrible prophecies, and right, then there's the one who, yeah, then there's one who has the prophecies for Daenerys, and then there's also the one who Daenerys is like, hey, can we use blood magic to save my husband? And she's like, okay, <laughs> and then like that doesn't work out. It goes very bad, very bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Like, I think, I don't know where I'm going with this exactly, except I think the the use of magic in Game of Thrones is actually very interesting to me because it's, for a uh, high fantasy series, it's, like, it's like very sparing. Very primordial. Okay. Yeah. They're also, also like, it does, isn't used very often. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, you have a, a sort of handful of magical characters, and as things go on longer, things get more and more magical. You're seeing that in the show. But, like, um, you know, early on, it's really, it's like, Bran. Bran is your one magical source. Right. And it's also like... It's... And then after book one, okay, you've got Daenerys because she's got dragons. Like, <laughs> And it's interesting, like, the, the passive use of magic, like the seeing visions mm-hmm. um, versus, like, what we think of, like, versus, like, active magic, like, having dragons. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, the witches don't really do curses. Mm-hmm. Um and the green seers, which is what the like, oh, Bran yeah. is, right? Mm-hmm. They just see things. Right. Um, what the the skin changers, wargs, they just you know, go into animals' bodies, but like they can't there's not there's not like a sense of magic in the sense of like, I curse you and this is going to happen to mm-hmm. you. Like all the bad things that happen are because people do terrible things and well either to each other or to themselves. Right, right. And I think it's it's interesting thinking about prophecies as, like, they're not strict... <gasps> Except Melisandre, who does give birth to oh, a yeah, shadow baby yeah, that yeah. does kill somebody. Um, right. The Lord of Light really is the Lord very, of, Yeah, really the Lord of hands-on. Light is, like, the only... He, he makes his witches powerful. They bring people back from the dead. They do good stuff. <laughs> okay, but yes. Very good. Um, very good kind of selling point it's yeah. like you can do shit if you sign up with the lord of light the magic's actually real with us unlike like, that other like garbage can, i mean you can see the future that's kind of nice yeah. but no one will listen to you so <laughs> um and yeah i mean that was that was kind of what i was thinking about like this idea that um the prophecies i mean the 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 way that like in greek plays um like the orpheus Right? Like, at the beginning, like, in the, I forget if it was in the play or not, but, like, it's foretold at some point that, like, your son will kill kill you and take your place. Orpheus? And, fuck. Oedipus. Oedipus. God damn it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oedipus. That his, like, you know, his dad, like, leaves his child out to die because it was prophesied by Tiresias, I want to say. Could be. Um, that his son would, like, you know take his place or yeah. whatever or kill him at, at the very least kill him i'm not sure yeah. if the you know motherfucking got in there but yeah um but it's a self-fulfilling prophecy right because yeah. of the fact that he 
uh, his son was abandoned means he didn't know his father when he killed him. Mm-hmm. He didn't... I'm, I'm so curious if, um, <laughs> I'm so curious if this was just kind of like the book jacket version for theatrical plays. It's sort of like, you know, stay in your seats because this is what's gonna happen. Like, you know this is gonna be some good shit, so. Um... Yeah, I mean, honestly, we could probably do a whole episode on prophecies at some point, because that's Uh, a whole thing, and, like, prophecies that aren't heeded, and self-fulfilling prophecies, and Mm -hmm. Harry Potter prophecies. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Potter prophecies, the third category. (laughs) Um, But, Uh yeah, do we want to say any last things about witches before we, um, before we wrap up and talk about what we've been... I don't think so. I do. I do like the the annual like witch sona. Mm. Like people do their own witch sonas, which I think are great. Yes. Um, and I think it's funny that the pointy hat has just remained so in vogue. Yeah, so iconic. It yeah, it is so iconic. Well, and I feel like part of part of why they had to get rid of it in Harry Potter was because it was it took away in the movies was because it took away from like a sense of realism that oh. they were trying to invoke. Um, even as it was sort of, like, fantasy. I can sort of see, like, struggling to get the right dimensions for it. Because you get it too big, and they're, like, they'll hide their faces. Yeah. And get it too small, it's, like, just comical. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's also, like, a practical thing. Like, acting all the time with, like, dumb hats on is probably, like, (laughs) the worst. It's like in... I keep talking about... But it's like in Game of Thrones how, like, nobody ever has their helms on. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it makes it not fun to watch because you're like who's who's that who's that what's going on (laughs) but like in real life if they were like actually fighting not wearing their helms they would all be like getting stabbed in the face which happens quite a lot in game of thrones but it would happen even more yep um but yes which sonas um what else tarot tarot's cool we should tarot's (laughs) that's all i have to say tarot's cool astrology astrology is interesting um I mean, and the fact that all of these things have sort of become an aesthetic, a kind of, like, cool girl culture of its own. Like, it's the cool, weird girl culture. We never talked about the craft. Oh, well. We didn't talk the about craft. the craft very quickly. The craft. I don't have that much to say about the craft, except the craft. Okay, is Which it a is... movie, a TV oh, show? Oh, it's a movie about four teenage girls who get, like, witch power. They become witches. Like, evil witches? Um, some of them become sort of evil and some of them resist being evil. Um, but it's, it's very, it's very much in this like anxiety about, um, about like teenage girls' sexuality and teenage girls having power and Mm -hmm. being these weird outsiders. Um, I would say like, for some reason I want to compare it to Heather's, but like, they're witches. Huh, that's a <laughs> I don't very know that's strong a very, recommendation. I don't know if that's like a very good... It's been a long time since I've seen it also. Mm-hmm. Um, you can wait for the Netflix remake. Yeah. Um, where they're, they're played by, I don't know, Nina Dobrev and actors from The Vampire Diaries. Um, okay, witches. All right. I, I don't mean, know what else to say. We're absolutely going to return to this um, when we collect more thoughts on it. But witches, yeah. I was thinking of, like, naming conventions and how you have, like, governor, governess. Like, but since witches already, I was like, like, people male, like, you, like, you know. Maybe that is why it's witcher. No, that's what I said. Like, witcher is, like, the male form of witch. Yeah, yeah, but, like, widow. 
Oh, like widower. widower. Because widow is the assumed female version, so the male version is widower. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I was going to say Mitch for male witch, <laughs> but that sounds way more plausible. <laughs> okay, let's talk about what we've been <laughs> reading, watching, doing lately. Um, so I've been uh, working on my game, enough said. Um, I have been, let's see, watching Good Place with Molly, um, which I like a lot. It's fun. I've been playing Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War. I'm not sure the... And I think it's it's so... It's very interesting looking at the... The critiques of the first one sort of revolved around the fact that, like, you use, like, mental enslavement as a core... Oh, yeah, you were uh, talking about this. Yeah, concept of the game. And, like, they don't get away from this in the second game. Um... But at least they kind of move a little bit away from absolute rat power is absolutely rad. Uh, <laughs> that the first one kind of was dancing around with. Um, not not like necessarily strongly enough. I feel like they could have if they did. Um, it's interesting looking at people grappling with it. Like you have this game that's like kind of fun. You have a lot of like combat things. You have a lot of like memorable nemesis. Like you kill someone with fire. They come back and they're like burn now and they're like you killed me with fire but now i am the fire and you kill them again and they come back and they like gripe about how you're killing them too many times um but like you have these like very interesting narratively generated villains in a very like a person called it a very ugly game like you mm -hmm. can only you cannot you interact with these orcs by killing them enslaving them sending them into the fight pits um you know oh, sending them to kill other people like it's a it's like a world that there, there's like this is an ugly ugly world with a very in, very cool system on top of it mm -hmm. um which i think was i think it's interesting and i'll certainly look forward to like reading up reading maybe more about the critiques of this game and how it tries to have it both ways maybe um as in like cool power fantasy and like you know oh like but this power like like this game's like you do know like it plays fast and loose with with tolkien lore and it's like the beginning of the game is like the person who forged the first one ring decides to like the goat the elf ghost who did that decides to make a second one and it's like <laughs> We're going to be cool with this one. Like, this one's like, the good ring. The good one ring. Oh, and okay. we're going to go around enslaving orcs and, you know, the ends justify the means, kind of. And it's, like, a little more focused this time around. Um, you know, what the message it wants to tell. But I think, you know, you hear this term bandied around a lot. Like, the gameplay doesn't really support it. Or, like, you just feel kind of awful <laughs> all the way through. Um, anyways, that's what I've been doing. Cool. Um, you've also been playing Shovel Knight. Oh, I have been playing Shovel Knight. I say this because I've been watching and it's really fun looking. Yeah, I think it's... It looks like classic Mario, but you have a shovel. Yeah, it's it's very... It's it's a, it's like a platform game in the vein of like very classic Nintendo era uh, games. It's like pretty difficult, but I think it's also like less difficult than an average Nintendo game would be maybe. <laughs> um, okay, so what have I been doing? I have been reading Faulkner, um, Sound Ooh. and the Fury, and next I'm starting on Go Down Moses. Nerd. I'm reading them for class. <laughs> um, I have been watching a whole bunch of things. Um, 
see. We've been re-watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We've been watching... You saw Penelope? We watched Penelope. A witch featured very briefly. Uh, yes, there is, a, is an essential small role that a witch plays. Um, we watched... Uh, we just watched She's the Man, which I had never seen before. Which I definitely thought was an adaptation of that one book where that one woman like goes quote-unquote undercover as a man for like a couple months at a bowling alley or something. I don't know what that is, but no, it's 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 a Shakespeare adaptation, sort of. Um, yeah, I don't know. Been rewatching a series of unfortunate events slowly with with a friend. Um, Was there a movie? There's, I feel like there's another movie you watch, but I mean, if we can't recall it after thirty seconds of stalling, it's true. We, it's gone. I watched another movie yesterday, but I can't remember what it was. We actually watched maybe that was yesterday, the day before. We watched two movies. I think you missed the first one. Oh, it was the Persuasion one. Oh, yeah, we watched Persuasion. Oh, um, it was called Persuasion. Yeah. Um, the 2007, I think, uh, adaptation. Okay, here's my opinion, by the way. This is just my hot Jane Austen opinion for you. One, Persuasion is awesome. Two, it is high time we have a, you know, really beautiful, high-budget, like, Kira Knightley, Pride and Prejudice-esque persuasion film it's ridiculous we don't have one and we need it okay and end of rant and we should have a cyberpunk anime adaptation of les miserables oh yeah that too i mean this is this is completely unrelated but we'll I talk like... about why one day <laughs> what do you mean why it's extremely obvious it's self-evident why that would be awesome <laughs> um all right so thanks for listening um there's any last um you know, usual housekeeping business. Yeah. Um, follow us on Twitter at StoryGutsCast. Feel free to send us ideas for things we can talk about. Um, we're going to be recording um, the next episode very soon the because Halloween Alice episode. is going to be out of town. Um, so we'll we'll record that um, soon. But then after after basically after October, we're going to be. Um, you know, maybe coming back with a few fewer spooky uh, things. We really like talking about spooky things. We do things, like though. it, but you, it's they're just so easy. They're yeah, so good. Yeah, it's true. We, maybe we need to dig a little harder for yeah. something. Pumpkin. Um, Pumpkin spice. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a Thanksgiving as a trope. Although I did, I did think a good name for our cat could have been pumpkin spice latte. PSL. Would that pumpkin spice latte? What a hilarious it's, name for a cat! Okay, it's too ironic. It's too precious. It's too precious. Um. Okay. So what was I saying? Oh yeah. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. Um, email us. Email at... us at storygutscast at gmail dot com. Um. That's it. That's it. You can follow our individual Twitters. They're listed on at storygutscast. And. Thanks for listening. I'll post a picture of our cat. Rate us on iTunes. Yeah, all that. Rate and subscribe. No, that's YouTube. That's YouTube. You can also can you, you can also subscribe, subscribe to podcasts. Subscribe, subscribe, review, and subscribe. Unless you're gonna say something mean, then don't. <laughs> like I'm just kidding. No, you're not. We're not kidding. No, I don't want to hear it. No, no. <laughs> okay. uh, we know. Um, all right. Sorry, we're just still talking. Okay, say your name. Okay, this is I'm Alice. And I'm Molly. And stay hungry. This has been Story Guts. This has been Story Guts. Stay hungry. Okay. (laughs) All right.